Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Miami stays hot on the recruiting trail, uh, picks up another big-time prospect on Tuesday evening. Uh, Four-star slot receiver, out of Miami Edison High School, Nathaniel Joseph officially commits to the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, Nathaniel Joseph ranks as the number 105 overall player in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. Uh, Highly productive as a junior receiver, catching 33 passes for 632 yards and five touchdowns. Also made plays on special teams with two punt return touchdowns and one kickoff return touchdown. Uh, Gabby, what does this commitment mean for Miami's class in 2023? Yeah, I mean, David, I think it's a really big deal to get Nathaniel Joseph on board. I mean, this is a guy that Clemson, uh, you know, again, kind of identified early and kind of wanted in their class. He backs off of that here recently after a, a really strong push by Mario Cristobal and his group over the last few months. And uh, again, th- I mean, this is a, lo- a local kid, right? This, these are the type of kids you, you want to yeah. keep home. These aren't the kids that you want going off to play for Clemson, who, I mean, we learned today, Miami will play it every year for the next three years. I mean, Nathaniel Joseph could have potentially been on the other sideline for, for some of these matchups. And now he's on yours. And you mentioned him, uh, you know, one of the top slot receivers in the country. I think that's exactly what he is. I remember the first day that he kind of popped up on my radar. I think the day that he actually earned a Miami offer, uh, you know, everyone kind of gets to Traz Powell a little bit late uh to watch i believe palmetto might have been playing that leonard taylor uh brashard smith uh, jason marshall palmetto team was playing against somebody but it was a big game uh miami edison was playing just before them and uh you know some little sophomore running around uh just kind of he, he went for like 260 yards and four touchdowns that was nathaniel joseph that was the first time i was introduced by him so this is a kid who's been on the scene making a ton of plays here in in uh you know in dade county against some competitive in a competitive league and uh you know really has just always been the guy a high gpa kid uh you know has a, a good head on his shoulders again and then just kind of like a baller that makes plays that kind of has that alpha sort of mentality on the field mm-hmm. a guy that i think would help is going to be one of those personalities that tries to attract other talent to Miami as well. And was really going to take pride in being a hometown kid. I mean, just kind of talking to him after his visit, he was just like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get everyone I can on board. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to put my recruiting hat on. I'm going to go try to get all these guys. Like we we can't let any of these guys get away. And he's a part of that South Florida express uh, group that, you know, obviously a lot of big time talent over there. And, you know, I think Miami's getting just an ultimate competitor, a great teammate, a, a great kid and and just an awesome, awesome football player that, again, kind of just proves that Mario Cristobal can win some of these big-time recruiting battles because didn't back off of a, 
uh, uh, back away from Clemson, who just a few cycles ago, we were talking about Clemson doesn't even lose commits. Like if you commit to Clemson, you are going to Clemson. Like that's it. That's sort of faded over the last couple of years. Uh, but now the second former Clemson commit on board for, for Miami and Mario Cristobal, I think that's a really big deal. Yeah. It's not often that I'm going to be super hyped about a slot receiver, but Nathaniel Joseph is special and he's someone that Miami fans should be very, very excited about. Um, you know, I think what we had Andrew Ivins on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and we asked him just off the top of his head to give his local receiver rankings. And he put Nathaniel Joseph in that elite tier, um, along with Brandon Ennis, who is a five-star, and Hakeem Williams, who is I think he's a top 50 player, but could be trending up to a five-star guy if he has a strong senior season. Um, so to me, that speaks to the talent Ray Ray Armstrong has. And I know this internally. In, in, at Ray, UM, said Ray Ray Armstrong. Did I say that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm showing my age. Ray Ray Joseph. Um, I should just call him Nathaniel so I don't get confused. Um, internally, they feel like Nathaniel is one of those elite type of playmakers and, and they had him circled as a guy that they just could not miss out on this cycle. And that makes me think too, Gabby, I don't know if you remember this, but at Mario's early signing day press conference, he was asked like, you know, what type of players do you, you know, when you evaluate this roster, what type of guys do you see that, that this roster needs? And he mentioned that he wants to add, um, he wanted to get a receiver that could turn a short catch into a big play, right? And that is what Nathaniel Joseph does all day. He is very slippery. He's explosive getting to his top gear. He runs through contact better, or I should say bounces off contact better than you would expect for a guy that's 170 pounds. Um, to me, Gabby, when you talk about his game, he's a very clean prospect. Like, I don't really know what his true weakness would be. Like, I think if you forced me to say something, it's that he's, you know, in that five, eight, five, nine range, but he's a guy that plays bigger than five, nine. He can, he can make plays downfield. He knows how to time balls and goes and gets them when he's covered one-on-one downfield. Um, and he's, he's a big time play threat. He even makes plays, which, you know, I think people assume happens more than it actually does in seven on seven. He is a big play threat in the short passing game. Uh, he can make guys miss and touch football which is harder than it sounds. I think people would assume that happens more than it does in seven on seven really doesn't happen that much. He's the rare guy that can make people miss and touch football. Yeah. And I think like Davey, I mean, you're talking about all these different things about him. And one thing I think people don't realize is I think he could actually make like those contested catches. Like you talk yes. about how he can go up and make a play. I mean, I've seen him do it multiple times where, you know, yeah, he might be five foot eight and five foot nine. You talk about him playing bigger than he is. And I think that's a yeah. great way to describe like 
a facet of his game. He's not just a kid that's going to, you know, you're going to be able to hit him in the middle of the field and maybe you can turn the corner. And yeah, he could do all those things. But if you, I mean, you mind, he probably won't need to do this a lot, but if you wanted to, again, at least at the high school level, I mean, he could play some outside receiver for them too, or you can send them yeah. sort of, you, you can throw the ball up to him in the end zone and he can, he can go up with a defender and come down with it. I mean, he can make those big time plays for you again. I think he's just a playmaker. I think he's going to be great in the return game. I think he yep. just understands football really well. He understands route like you know the route running the positioning i think he knows how to just use his skill set like i think he's just so comfortable and like with who he is as a football player and he's just so like in tune with it that he just makes everything just look so easy and so natural and you kind of watch him move around and it's just like man there's just something different i think you can just kind of see it when you're watching these guys it's just like there's just like he just has a different gear he just has a different you know just level of just making plays making you're talking about making people miss i mean all that stuff just comes naturally to him i think he's Look, these are the type of guys I think Miami just needs to stack and stack and stack. Can't have too many Nathaniel Josephs. And uh, I think this is a huge win for them on the trail. And you touched on it. He, his mentality is elite. Um, yeah. You know, just watching him as a player. And I don't I don't make this comp lightly because I think he's I think he's kind of become underrated uh, from his time at Miami. But I get some Roscoe Parish vibes from him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Roscoe might be an inch taller um, and Roscoe might be a little bit faster. Uh, but Ray Ray is definitely plenty fast, uh, but Roscoe had like track speed. Um, Ray Ray might be a little more shifty, but to me, they're very similar in that they can take a short pass and turn some turn nothing into something. Right. They can make plays in the deep game every now and then and they are big-time threats on special teams. Um, I think it's important, too, to get Gabby to touch on, like, we're starting to see there's plenty more to go still, but we're starting to see the pieces come together on the offensive side of recruiting this class, right? We got the quarterback. We got two quarterbacks, Jaden Rashada, Emery Williams, two Elite 11 guys that can distribute the ball to the playmakers, um, they got two tight ends committed, trying to get a third tight end on Friday and Riley Williams. Um, those big, tall, physical, pass-catching tight ends that Miami's adding to this class makes your offense more balanced. Um, they have Robbie Washington already committed, who he's different than, than Nathaniel Joseph, um, but he's similar in that he could play in the slot. He can play on the outside. He's more of an outside guy to me than Nathaniel is, but he's also an explosive playmaker with his speed and top gear. Um, they're chasing Jalen Brown, who to me, like landing a Nathaniel Joseph makes landing Jalen Brown a must now because Nathaniel Joseph can handle the short and intermediate passing game. Like, He's going to give defenses fits in that regard. And then you put the deep speed of Jalen Brown on the outside on the field with Nathaniel Joseph. Uh, good luck. Uh, and then Andy Jean can be that consistent intermediate threat, that ball catcher that makes tough catches over the middle or in traffic. Offensive line, I think, will come right in time. Right. Yeah. Um, there's already some pieces committed, but they're not done there. And running back, you know, I think it's a little unclear right now. Uh, but remember, like, you know, they didn't get 
Trevante citizen until the weekend before National Signing Day. I don't think they'll have an issue landing a running back uh, in a Mario Cristobal system. So just the pieces coming together, Gabby, are you liking how potentially, you know, how it all does fit with what they have committed and then projecting forward uh, what they are targeting, how it all mixes together? Absolutely. I mean, again, you kind of how you're kind of laying it out. I think it all makes sense, right? I mean, you have the elite quarterback. Uh, you have two, I think, kind of maybe smaller side, but fast electric kind of playmakers, Robbie Washington and, and Nathaniel Joseph. I mean, I love, I kind of love your take on about how Jalen Brown complements those guys really well too. Because right now, I guess the scouting report on him is that he's a he's a deep ball guy, has that ten six speed. Um, so, I mean, I, I love all that. I think they're let trending me touch in the on right. that. Yeah. Cause, cause Jalen's getting, you know, he's getting talked down a lot and look, we right, can have, yeah. we can have a discussion on whether or not the guy's a five-star that's fair, but just because a guy might not be a five-star doesn't mean he's a tremendous prospect and quite frankly, can still be a first round pick down the road. We've seen like Philip Dorsett was drafted in the first round because he had that one elite trait. To me, when I'm recruiting guys, I need to identify an elite trait in a guy. And Jalen at receiver has the elite trait that is the most rare, and that's that freaky speed. So I understand the catching concerns. I'm not like discounting that. Um, but he's a guy that can still make your offense really good. Anyways. Yeah. No, I'm and just uh, no. I mean, just a really quick. Just uh, again, I won't. I won't go off about it. But I think he's really raw as a prospect too. Again, I think this is a kid that's still growing. I mean, he's still young, and he's going to be a guy that early enrolls too. So I think his best football still ahead of him. But yeah, again, I. I mean, I think what they're doing on offense right now is it's big time. I mean, how you're surrounding the elite quarterback with some playmakers. I also think that gives you a sort of maybe some wiggle room and going after maybe just really really pushing hard for an, like potentially another elite type of, uh, of talent. Again, I mean, a, I'm not writing off like a, a pursuit of jury and Dickey. I'm not saying they're going to get him or anything like that, but if I'm Miami, I'm picking up the phone and I'm making that call because why not? I think that you have to feel good about where you stand, at least with the receivers. I think you have to feel good about where you stand with a guy like Jalen, uh, with a guy like Andy Jean. I mean, I, I talked to Andy Jean the night before, uh, Jaden, uh, Rashada committed. He called Jaden Rashada the best quarterback in his class and that he wants to catch passes from him. Another Miami immortals kid who maybe didn't compete with the immortals that much. Didn't see Rashada throw it around like that but i mean he's heard all the things and he's seen the kid throw it so i think they're in a good spot with a lot of these playmakers and uh you know i think what they're doing on offense again once they kind of get the line of scrimmage right which i believe that they will yeah, yeah. um you know i think they, they can definitely get rolling on the line of scrimmage once they get all that stuff put and start all those pieces start falling into place i mean i think that this group could be potentially special when it's all said and done what do you think this means uh for miami's receiver room in 2023 is is nathaniel joseph good enough to be in the playing rotation as a true freshman? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. Um, you know, I think he's someone that can definitely come in and, and compete for playing time. I think all these guys can, right? I mean, we're seeing, again, not like, I don't, I, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like knock the receivers now or anything like that, but I think it became pretty evident that they wanted to go out there and try to find another receiver, right? Like, I don't think right. that they're, 
it's not that they don't believe in the receivers or the young receivers. They, I just don't think there's anything that's very proven in the room right now. So I think they're going to go out and if they can get three or four top receivers and throw them into the mix here, I, I think all these guys are going to have a chance to compete. I mean, again, unless someone emerges in 2022 now and solidifies a spot, let's say Romello Brinson develops, you know, turns into the big, you know, stretch the field type of guy, or, you know, Jacoby George really turns the corner and becomes that go-to target or, you know, Brashard Smith becomes a top slot that pushes Xavier Restrepo. Um, you know, I think there's still a lot of question marks in the receiver room. So, you know, I think all these guys are going to have a chance to come in and compete. And again, Nathaniel Joseph is someone who has a great understanding. I imagine he's going to be an early enrollee as a kid at Miami Edison. So I think he's going to come have a chance to come in here and play. I don't think it's going to take very long for him to, you know, kind of adjust to the college game at all. Again, I think he's a really brilliant kid, uh, you know, 4.0 GPA type of guy. Uh, he, I think he has, uh, he's going to be able to transition pretty well so I, I wouldn't be surprised if all these guys kind of go after it and I think that's what's going to breed you know I mean that the competition is going to breed that's what you know, they more want. productivity exactly that's what they want they need to continue to stack talent and stack the Nathaniel Josephs and uh, you know all these different types of guys and eventually maybe a couple years down the line they're going to have that group that you're going to they're going to be able to go to war with and feel really good about it where they're not looking for a transfer wide receiver after the spring game or anything like that so Miami's landed two game changer type talents in the last few days quarterback Jaden Rashada wide receiver uh, Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph after those pledges Miami has jumped from number 42 in the rankings the team rankings uh, to now knocking on the door of being ranked in the top 25 uh, could be more to come here on Friday with uh, some potential uh, additions to the class announcing on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, we will hope for good news on that end, uh, but still plenty of time to get stuff figured out. We'll see what those young men decide to do. Congratulations to Ray Ray Joseph. Uh, Miami landed a big time slot receiver. And until next time, take care. CBS Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.